Hey, everybody. Welcome to the No Pants Required Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Mann, and today I am wearing my sassiest camouflage pants because camouflage is a neutral. I will fight anybody on that topic, 100%. My guest for this episode is Zibby Owens. Zibby Owens is the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, one of Oprah.com's favorite book podcasts two years in a row. She is the CEO and founder of Moms Don't Have Time Too. Zibby has formed a media company that includes multiple podcasts, publications like Moms Don't Have Time to Write, and other communities designed to help moms. She is the editor of award-winning anthology, Moms Don't Have Time To, a quarantine anthology, the upcoming anthology, Moms Don't Have Time To Have Kids, the upcoming children's book, Princess Charming, and the upcoming memoir, The Book Messenger. She is a regular contributor to Good Morning America Online and also writes for The Washington Post, Parents, Slate, and Medium, where she is a top writer. Zibby regularly recommends books on TV and has been featured on CBS This Morning and Good Morning America. She was named New York City's Most Powerful Bookfluencer by New York Magazine's Vulture. Zibby currently lives in New York with her husband and four children, and she always has a book nearby. So you guys, today I have Zibby Owens on the podcast, and I don't, Zibby, like you have so many titles, I don't even know what to call you. So just tell us all the things you do. Tell me all the things you do. <laughs> I was literally found another podcast last night that you host, and I didn't even know that you hosted. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, right now, I know I was trying to figure out how to explain myself. I just met somebody the other day, and I was like, well, I don't know. I do a lot of things in the book world. So I'm a mom of four, I'm a writer a podcaster and a publisher. That's how I'm summarizing it right now. Okay. But I think even in the podcast world, so you have moms don't have time to read books. Yes. Isn't there one about losing weight too? Okay. So I have, (laughs) I, (laughs) moms don't have time to read books. Sort of my flagship of the whole enterprise, if you will. I started it in March of 2018 and now it's a, it's been a daily show for, I don't know, two years, a year and a half, something like that. But I've been doing it for three and a half years and I interview an author, you know, every day on the show, and I love that. I after the pandemic, or actually in the middle of the pandemic in last September, I had gained some weight and like was upset about it on Instagram, and a lot of other people agreed. So I decided to start Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. My, and so I did that podcast for a year, and also had this little group. And then I decided, you know what, I'm not going to worry about this anymore. <laughs> So I stopped it. But yeah, I did that for a year. And I do have another podcast called Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy. That's the one I found last night. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We have so much fun. It's like my best kept secret. It's not even really a secret. It's actually viral on TikTok, which is sort of embarrassing because we do like all these little clips and oh my gosh. Somebody my son was friends with was like, you showed up on my For You page on TikTok. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> so I also co-host that show, but that's a Q&A show where we get anonymously sourced questions from the website and I just say them out loud and Tracy answers them. And we have this funny dialogue because I'm super shy and she's like totally out there. And it's just like, I'm like, why do I do this? I don't know. I have so much fun. So <laughs> Yeah, because that was the one I found last night because I was doing some research for today. And when I Googled you, that 
came up as well. And I was just like, oh, what is this sex talk? And then it said you got banned from TikTok for it. Yeah. So I don't know. We've been having trouble because and, – and honestly, it's so tame. I, it's really nothing bad at all. Our TikTok is at with Zivian Tracy. And I don't know why. They just keep blocking all our videos. And it's not explicit. There's no cursing. There's nothing X-rated in the slightest. A lot of it is relationship advice and things that people worry about and talk about and whatever. But for whatever reason, like three out of four get banned and then we have to – anyway, it's been a whole thing. <laughs> Well, I found you through Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. And I first, I think, started following you on Instagram and kind of reading your recommendations and sort of your updates on your life. And then I started listening to your podcast. And then when I started thinking about doing this podcast, I realized that you release an episode every day. Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) Like, I'm sitting here trying – so – I'm trying to do one a week and and it is overwhelming. You know, how do you find the time? In fact, we had to reschedule this because you had double booked yourself. So. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> double book. I just didn't know this would be the length it was. So, right. There you anyway, go. Right. Yeah, I, I did have a little bit. I didn't start doing a podcast seven days a week, right? Uh-huh. I started doing it once a week. And I remember talking to a podcast network at the very beginning and they're like, well, you know, if you were to join this network, you'd have to do it twice a week. And I was like, ooh, twice a week. I don't know if I can handle that. I don't know. That would change my life. You know? So <laughs> it's been a gradual process. I mean, when I say I've been doing it three and a half years, I've been like eating, sleeping, breathing, doing this. So I've gotten a lot better at doing a lot of the things that I do because I've had so much practice. Like I can read a book now and like so fast because I've been just like constantly reading. Well, that's the thing too. Yeah. Like you have all authors on your podcast. Do you yeah. read and you've read it? I mean, it sounds like you've read the books. At least if you haven't, you're doing a pretty good job faking it. But I just, when are you reading all these books? And I see your stacks, you know, you'll put pictures on oh my social gosh, media. I see it right here. I feel like I should turn my screen, but like I have like piles now here on the floor. I don't finish every book, but I definitely read every book. I don't uh-huh. read all the pages. I don't, I don't get to the end of every book, but. I can speed read a book now in about an hour and get to and like look at every page. And for whatever reason, my brain now, because I do this so much, can like scan the whole, like I open it up, I can scan both sides, like that fast, and I and it can like pick out what I'm really interested in. And then when I'm interested, I slow down and I stop. I read like that whole thing. Sometimes I have to back up. And then I go like, it's almost like it's on fast forward. Like, you know, when you watch a movie, you get the whole movie, but maybe you miss a couple little things. Yeah. So. And I mean, do you read for pleasure at all anymore? Or is my it whole all life like- is, my whole life is reading for pleasure. I mean, I pick all these books. Okay. So yes, I'm constantly reading for pleasure. In fact, there are so many things I want to read that now I look in my calendar to figure out like what I'm taking to bed with me each night <laughs> because of what I've booked. And if there's a book I really want to read, I'm like, and and it hasn't come through in some pitch or whatever else. I'm like, well, I better reach out to that author because like if I'm gonna read it now, I might as well do an interview around it. So Exactly. Well, that was the thing I noticed is that, you know, you you get some pretty heavy hitters on your show. And and is it is it like I think at this point now you even have a reputation. Like I know, like I was talking to my team at Penguin Random House because I've got Midlife Bites coming out in January and you were kind enough to blurb it. So thank you it's for It's so good. I loved it. You thank know that. You. I loved it. And, you know, and I told them when we were kind of talking about different ideas we had and I was like, "Well, you know, and then I've got Zibby Owens and they're like, "Oh, 
you have, oh, you have a blurb from Zibby Owens, you know? And so it's like now our publishers just like sending you books, like do authors know exactly who you are and they come seek you out like I did or, (laughs) or are you stalking them? I don't do as much stalking anymore. It's nice. Yeah. The craziest thing that just happened is that Hillary Clinton has a book coming out with Louise Penny and that her publicist asked me to do an event with them. And we're like, they were like, here are four events. Which one would you like to do? And I was like, oh, okay. This one works best with my schedule. And they're like, great. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, wow. Crazy. Which is not to say that I don't get rejected. I still get rejected. I still occasionally reach out and like, you know, but my I'm getting bolder and bolder in my reaching out requests. So well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'd put that on my business card at this point. I'd be like, you know, I, I, I hosted a panel with Hillary Clinton. How can I help you? What do you need next from me? But That's it's been, really again, impressive. It's been a slow thing. I mean, at the beginning, I was turned down a lot. I was starting a new podcast, whatever. I had like no downloads. Like I mm-hmm. just started. What was I? You know, I will say that one of my first guests was Andre Agassi. So I feel like that put me on a different trajectory because like I've had a good guest from the start for one way or another. That was through my husband and his tennis career. But yeah, it's really fun. It's it's great. And yes, I get pitched all the time and I got really backlogged recently and I just spent like two days going through like a bazillion pitches. And look, I probably make mistakes in what I say no to. I probably say no to books that would be good. I don't ever regret books I pick, but there are so many books I wish, there are really so many authors I wish I could talk to who I, but I just don't have that. I don't have enough time. So. <laughs> Is there somebody on your wish list that you haven't reached out to yet that you want to reach out to still? Or have you pretty much interviewed everybody you want to interview at this right now? No, I still have lots of people. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I want to interview Oprah. You know what I mean? Well, like- <laughs> I bet Hillary Clinton has her number. <laughs> I bet you um, could no, there are lots there. Of, there's still lots of people that I, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, I want to go through because some of my books I've had forever, like, and all the books that I've loved or have been meaningful to me, I want to go back and like talk to those authors. Yeah, like I would want to interview Judy Bloom. Have you interviewed Judy Bloom yet? You know what? No. And I tried with I have to go back and try again. Yeah. I, she has said no. I would really like to interview Judy Bloom. Yes. Because I just feel like if you're a woman of a certain age, she was pretty important to you growing up. Yep. <laughs> you know? so, I was even reading like Summer Sisters when I was in my twenties or something, right? Yeah. That, yeah. So yeah. Yes. In fact, I will follow up on that. Thank you for the reminder. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you do interview Judy Bloom, please just let her know that I'm a big fan. (laughs) Oh, sure. I'll lead with that. (laughs) Yeah, start with that. Uh, Jen just wants to know. Jen, I was so excited even to talk to you. I mean, I've had your book, People I Want to Punch in the Throat. Like it's on my shelf, like facing out. And it's like I every time I walk by, I look at it and kind of like chuckle to myself. And then when you reached out to me, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So well, like I said, I, I found you on Instagram and I just thought, who is this lady? She loves books way too much. We should be friends. And <laughs> and when I sent you an email, I remember you did come back and you're like, oh, I wrote about – and you sent me like a review or something you'd written for people. I did, yeah. And somehow my Google alert had missed it because I'm pretty narcissistic and I have Google alerts set up for everything. So I won't miss any reviews. <laughs> so I was like, hmm, I missed this one. So thank you. I'm so excited that we could like come together. I even sent Zibi a BFF necklace. I was going to wear it today, but I forgot. But because she's my new... I I thought... I told you like we were new BFFs and I could not believe when you actually sent me a necklace. I thought you were kidding. I opened it up and I was like, this is too much. I cannot believe it. 
I love it. Well, <laughs> you know, Claire's still sells those, so what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then recently you just had a huge announcement that is shaking up everything. What is what is Zibby Books? Yes, my new publishing company. I'm so excited about it. I co-founded it with Lee Newman, who actually was at Oprah Books and helped Oprah Book Club and founded her own publishing firm, which became Catapult. She's amazing. Now we have our own team and we're trying to change the way books are made to put authors like at the center of everything. And you have a whole lineup already. You have- We do. We've bought- You're doing 12 books? We're doing 12 books a year. We've acquired seven already, and we just like started this. Co- <laughs> we announced the company two weeks ago, but I've been working on it for a couple months, getting everything ready. And I'm just really fired up. I mean, we're trying to change a lot of the, the, a lot of the pieces of the puzzle, right? And I've had a couple of books coming out or that have come out. So I've also now had experience not only talking to, I don't know, 900 something authors, but my own three experiences at different publishing houses. So I have that to like add to the mix of things that either were great or that I could improve or whatever. So we're changing the whole model so that all of the employees get like equal profit sharing and that authors are part of that team and they get to go in equal share of the profit sharing. And we're recruiting sales ambassadors, like people who love books and who love their local indies who will help us and help. We have a traditional sales force too through Two Rivers, but also we'll amplify our efforts by, you know, helping people get into the bookstore and selling books and doing events and like helping us on a really hyper local level. And we have like an independent bookstore advisory board and yeah, we're going to do 12 books a year telling it like it is memoir and fiction. Great writing. Can't wait. (laughs) And so is this sort of like you're an independent label or you're going to be under one of the big five? Like this is your own thing. Our own house. Yes. It's our own house, but we'd like to call it a home. (laughs) Ah, okay. And so will you, you've published three books already with other publishers going forward. Will you, will Zibby Books be publishing your books as well? Or are you going to still? I don't know. I, I have five books in progress and I'm like, I don't know. I needed to like take a little break. (laughs) To be honest, I've always wanted to write this memoir, which is finally coming out next summer, July of 2022 from Little A. And that was like my goal all along is to like get a memoir out into the world. And so I don't know. I haven't like thought past that. I also have two children's books and these two anthologies, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. I haven't even thought about it. Okay. And what's why was the memoir so important? <sighs> you know, we were trying to come up with a new title for it. And my brother's like, why don't you call it Third Try? Because <laughs> huh? I've been trying to sell this memoir in one iteration or another since 2004. When I was in business school, I started business school in 2001, September of 2001, and I lost my best friend on 9-11. She had been my roommate all through college and right after. And it turned my world upside down. That sounds like such a hokey way to say it, but it's true. It it changed everything for me. And then over the next year, I lost um, five people and since then have also lost other loved ones and 
traumatic and tragic ways. And all along the way, I've like had a lot of really good things happen. And, you know, I'm very lucky in some ways, you know, I'm very lucky. I've born into this wonderful family. I, there are a lot of things I haven't had to worry about. I'm very blessed. And yet I've known a ton of pain at the same time. And I just wanted to like get that story out. I've been like processing it for a long time. And also like, I wanted to include things about my divorce and how I've sort of remade my life. I mean, I didn't start any of this until after I got divorced at 40. I mean, it's like a lot. So I want, I'm hoping with the book to inspire people and, you know, you can get over anything. And, and also just like, we're all down at our cores, the same emotional beings. And like, no matter what you have in life and all of that, it's like, love is love and loss is loss. And like, let's all just like, I don't know, <laughs> get along. So anyway, I'm excited for that. We'll see. And what did happens. you guys settle on a title that you can share? We're actually meeting about it. There's a final meeting today. Okay. The working title, it was titled at first the book messenger, but that's not right anymore. So our current title is booked, but we'll see what happens. Okay. Very good. Well, I'm excited to read that one. That sounds really good. So you touched on a little bit where you just said, you know, you've got all, you come from a great family, you're very blessed, you have all these things going on, but you are also like, you are one of the hardest working people I've ever seen. Like I get tired just watching your social media. Like if you, you know, you like I'll log in from my bed and, you know, <laughs> try, you know, checking my email, my eight emails. And Zippy will be like, you know, all set up. I've got four podcasts today and I'm editing a book and I've got to read this stack before bedtime. And then I pick up my kids and my dog needs this. And I just wonder, like, wh- what is what motivates you? Is it the love of reading? Is it like meeting new people? What What is pushing you to get up and do this every day, to make a podcast every day, read these books every day, to publish people's books? Like, what is pushing you? I love it. I just love it. I'm having so much fun. I mean, it doesn't feel like work. Now, I must say, like the email, the emails are feeling a little bit like work because, like, I can sit all day, like, to keep on top of my emails, as I did like a couple days ago. I realized I have to be like at my computer, like I'm at the net, you know, mm-hmm. volleying, like responding all day. And if I do that constantly all day long, I can stay on top of it. But I usually can't do that. I mean, I'm going to go to pick up and I'm going to, you know, hang out with the kids and drop a gymnastic. You know, it's like a whole thing. So I get a lot done when I don't have the kids. What pushes me, I I love it. I finally like found the thing that I feel like I was meant to do. It's something that comes from a place of just total joy and passion. And I'm like connecting with people and helping people. And I'm like a part of something bigger than myself. And it all has been like building and building. And I've always had like 8 zillion ideas of things to do. And it's so great that I can now do them. Like I've had so many ideas along the years that I, that I haven't done. It's just great to be like, you know what? I think I'm gonna try this. And I mean, there are things I probably shouldn't do and I try them and they don't work. And I'm like, okay, fine. I tried it, but I'm just sort of on a roll. Like I I can't stop. It's all building on itself and I'm so excited. So I get out of bed in the morning and I'm like, okay, go. Like literally, like grab the phone, go. And I don't know. I I just can't. It's really fun and exciting and I never know what's going to happen when I open my inbox. And I don't know. I'm just like really fired up. 
but yes, I work really, really hard. I mean, I work all the time. When all I'm the not time. Yeah. All the time. And and that's the part that kind of always, you know, and I think people do that a lot at the beginning, like when, you know, it's like the whole, like you said, it's building right now. The iron is hot. Like you're, you've got all this momentum. Do you worry about getting burnt out at all? Or do you think you can? Well, I mean, all these people are like, I, I feel like I get these cautionary DMs all the time, like, hope oh. you don't burn out. And I'm like, thank you. I mean, I, I hope I don't burn out too. I have to say, like, I get really tired sometimes especially when my kids don't sleep, which <laughs> happens a lot. I do. I get run down and I have been feeling a little overwhelmed lately. But but then things happen. Like I had to go to a funeral this morning and it was all about this this family friend and this man I've known for a long, long time who just brings joy to everyone's life and like always makes people feel better and always had a smile on his face and just like touched people. And it just reminds, like, that is what it's all about. It's like our connections with each other. And like, I don't know. It just, it, it like refueled me again. Great. Well, and I think something, some of the things I've noticed too over just following you the last year or so, you're very open about exactly how you are feeling. You know, if you need a break, you say you need a break and you take that break. Like I've, I've seen that a lot with you. You have dealt with, you know, this year you lost your mother-in-law and you know, your grandmother-in-law and, you know, and there were several times where you would just be like, got to go recharge, got to go for a walk, got to go sit outside, got to do something. So I think you're, you're cognizant of it. So I'm, I'm not sure that you'll burn out it. I, Cause I think you understand exactly what you can take. Probably. I think a lot of us can, if you're that type of person who constantly has five, six, seven projects you're working on, you have to be able to know yourself well enough. And it kind of sucks that people are sending you these messages. <laughs> no, I think they might be doing it out of concern. You know, okay. I just like read into it because I'm paranoid. But <laughs> I'm that, saying, that's the I'm difference more... between you and I. <laughs> You're like, oh, there's not a concern. I'm like spite. <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying that. But I mean, who knows? No, I mean, I would say – and. Every other weekend, I don't have my kids, right? So I'm with my husband, but I have the luxury of like sleeping in and catching up. And I'd say at least once a month, I spend the entire day in bed. Mm. Like on Friday, like my flight got canceled. It was like this whole thing. I spent from like, I spent like an embarrassing amount of time in bed doing Zooms from my bed. Like I couldn't get out. But then I get up the next day and I'm ready to race around again. So. I, no, I think that's exactly it. I think you you, you have to take that time and you, and there's nothing wrong with doing Zoomers from your bed. Are we not supposed to do that? I didn't realize. <laughs> I just meant like, <laughs> like, like my daughter would call me and she's like, you're still in bed. It's like, four, I'm like, I'm staying in bed. I'm not, you know. <laughs> still in bed. I actually really don't mind that. I could probably spend all week in bed. If oh, we, if when, I first, when I first started writing, my kids were very small. And so I did a lot of it in bed, but then I realized it's really bad on my back. That's the only reason mm-hmm. why I get out of bed now and sit in a chair or stand at my standing desk that's over there because otherwise it hurt, the bed hurts my back. But otherwise I would be in bed all day. We'd be doing this from my bed right now. I'd call this like from my bed podcast or something, like get into bed with Jen or something. So maybe you need a different mattress. You know, I've tried like so many mattresses. I think it's just my sedentary lifestyle that, you know, I probably shouldn't. Um, people, are not, people are not meant to be in bed all day. <laughs> so like, once a month is fine. Every day is a problem. Okay, <laughs> so, fine. All right. Okay. And I think it's as I age too, because when I was younger, it didn't bother me as much. But now that I'm older, I'm like, oh. But 
Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So, so I think it's interesting that you had to be 40 plus for this sort of new path to open up. What were you doing before that? What were you, what was your, what were you doing? Like, I know you went to, you went to business school, you said, what, what were you doing before all this opened up for you? I always wanted to be a writer. So I started writing for magazines when I was 14 and I thought that's what I wanted to do. And I went to college, I majored in psychology I thought I was going to, then I changed and I was like, well, I'll be a psychologist because who can just like be a writer? No one can just like be a writer when they're 20. So I thought I was going to be a psychologist, but then I didn't want to like stay in one place for five years. So I ended up trying advertising because I really love understanding consumer behavior and I love brands. And I would like, you know, I would write letters to authors when I was young about how much I love their book, but I would also write letters to like Colgate and be like, I love your toothpaste. I was such a weird kid. Anyway, so I ended up going into into advertising sort of and brand management and I worked at Unilever and helped launch the Vera Wang fragrance and I worked at this big internet startup in California for a couple years and did marketing and in doing that I helped all these companies launch. Like I was like the lowest on the totem pole. It's not like I was doing it, but I got to watch it and learn. And also organize all this knowledge sharing between all the companies. So I would do CEO breakfasts and marketing breakfasts and business development breakfasts. And I was like, I'm pretending this is good for the company, but it's really so I put, I'm like in this room and I get to learn all this stuff. And I went to business school and that's when 9-11 happened. And I decided, you know what? Like, I can't be, if I'm going to be killed at my desk the way I believed that my friend Stacy had been, like, it can't be marketing pepper charm cookies, which I used to love, right? I used to love like all that stuff. And I was like, I have to find something that means more to me. So I took a year off and wrote a book, and which didn't sell, but that's okay. And I started freelancing more full-time for different magazines and things like that. Then I had this side gig where I was a receptionist and then leader for Weight Watchers when that actually worked for me for a hot minute. And I had twins. I did write a book that sold. I was a ghostwriter on a book called Your Perfect Fit. Uh, like a diet, uh, like a health and fitness and fashion book. And then I had kids and I really wanted to stay home with them. I started with twins. I have four kids. And since having kids, I worked at this one company called Gaggle of Chicks, which was a daily deal site for moms. And I wrote a blog for them. And then that's really it aside from some writing. And I even wrote under a pen name for a while. So I was at home. And then I got divorced and all of a sudden I had all this time. I had time on the weekends and I was not happy about that. I mean, I was happy in that I could like go off with my new paramour who's now my husband, but I missed my kids so much. I was having a really hard time. And so I got reacquainted with books. I had this therapist at the time who was like, you love reading. You're like, you'll never be lonely with a good book. And I was like, that's true. So I got way back into reading and writing and I was like, I really want to try to sell this memoir again. And then a friend said, you should start a podcast. And I was like, what's a podcast? And literally, that's that's how this whole thing started. Wow. That's, that's a crazy story, though. I love that, though, that you had sort of – but it makes sense that you have this advertising marketing background because I do think you're very smart the way that you – that was the thing I noticed. I'm always – you know, selfishly, I am the person who, of course, I love other authors and I love what they write and that kind of thing. But I'm also really, I follow a lot of authors because I like to see what they're doing marketing wise. Because when I'm coming out of, you know, I have a foot in self-publishing and traditionally published. And we all know that it doesn't matter where where your book is coming out from. You're going to have to market that book. You're going to have to try to 
help sell that book. And so I'm always sort of watching other authors to see what works for them and what they're doing, what they're trying, because, you know, that's the thing. If we're not trying new things, it's not going to work. And so, and one of the things I had noticed was that you're very, you have a very strong brand, like your branding is everywhere and you're really good at that. And I was like, which I am not. And so, so I was like, oh, that's awesome that she has all that. So that makes a lot of sense because I, I, I'm always sort of curious where, where people are getting kind of where they get their, what, what they have there as a background to get them there. Cause nobody, I'm like one of the few people I know that, you know, I have a degree in creative writing and political science and I've used it my whole life and I don't know anything about selling. <laughs> so, you know, and then I had to go sell real estate and that's what taught me how to sell. <laughs> but I still don't know how to sell books. I'm always like, yeah, I don't know how to do that exactly. I've just, I'm, I've lucked into it. So I'm always sort of watching and because I feel like you can learn from what other people are doing. You don't, it doesn't necessarily, you know, I can't, you don't, you're not reinventing the wheel. So why can't we all figure it out together? I mean, and I love that you are a champion of books. Yeah, that's sort of how I describe you. Like, I think because one of the things I saw, so you know, the other thing I do, and I, it's embarrassing to admit, but I will. Everyone knows this now about me. I think that I go deep into rabbit holes. Like, I will go back to the beginning of your Instagram if I find you and I find you interesting. (laughs) And one of the things I think I saw was like, did you used to hold like book fairs at your house? Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. (laughs) I'm like super jealous on so many fronts. Like one, I would like to go as a reader and two, how does an author get her book on your book fair table? (laughs) Okay. So this is one of the things I started at the beginning. I started the podcast and then a few weeks later, one of my first guests who was Danny Shapiro, who's like one of my favorite authors ever, who I was like, would have been on my wish list if, I mean, she was on my wish list. And then I happened to run into a friend who was like, oh, we, you know, anyway, they put us in touch. And she was like, you know, you should do the, like a salon. I've been to a salon. Like there's this one I've been to before. You should try to, I'd be happy to come be your guest. And I was like, great, let's do it. So I had this event with her and I just invited everybody I knew. I mean, I've lived in New York my whole life and I have four kids. I know a bazillion people here. So I just like invited everybody and a lot of people came. That was my first event, and I decided that I was going to sell all the books by authors I'd had on the podcast that for just to sort of show who I'd had on the podcast and also sell the books. So I had I asked Bookhampton if they would come in and and do all the sales, and it was amazing. And so then I did another one six months later, and in the meantime, I did individual events with just like two authors who I would pair up and sell the books that for those two people. And yeah, twice a year I'd have these like blowout book fairs and I sold like, I don't know, $20,000 worth of books. It was like amazing. And I didn't take a piece of that because I was like, I'm just like, you know, the bookstore came in and they did their business and I basically was like a pop-up bookstore (laughs) and it was really fun. So I think I did three and then COVID started. So I stopped doing it. I was going to do another one in my retreat, in but I canceled that because of COVID. So then that's all virtual. But yes, I would love to go back when we're all sort of out and about and do more in-person book fairs because it's really fun to have a book fair. Well, that's the thing because like last week it was um, – I'm in Kansas City and last week was the Kansas City Art Fair. And they closed down this outdoor shopping area that we have and they have – all these stalls and all these artists come in from everywhere. And it was really cool. But I was like, 
walking around with my husband. And I'm like, why can't we have like an like why can't we have a book fair? <laughs> like why can't we have like a book festival? And he was just like, well then why don't you plan it? And I'm like, I mean. Maybe I will one day, but you know, I was like, we need to have, I need to understand more how to do these book fairs because I do think that, I mean, I get invited to buy Tupperware and lipstick and like, and that's great, but I still want to have a book fair. I want to do that too. I can have everyone over to it's my really house. It's easy to have a books. book fair. It's really yeah. easy. You should do it. Okay. Literally like make a list of the books, mm-hmm. get like 10 copies or 20 copies of every book Call a, your local indie, ask them to come bring all the books, right? And then invite everybody you know. Okay, I'm gonna do that. You all really right. don't need to do more than that. I mean, I offered some food and drinks, so that that would be right. nice. I but can do that, that too. <laughs> I can do that. I think. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think the details kind of overwhelm me, but when you start breaking it down, you're just like, you just order books, Jen. That's all you gotta do, and then invite people over, and they'll buy the books that you like because you like those books too, and they should like the books you like, right? Yeah. All right. I'm going to try it. This is a great idea. But no, I just, I loved seeing those pictures and I was like, oh man, I want, I want to go to New York and go to the book fair. (laughs) I was like, that looks amazing. The other thing I'm super jealous about that I always look at pictures of on your Instagram is your library that's there behind you. I do love your, and your library cart. Is your library cart close by? It's in the hallway. No. And actually it's now empty because I took off all the books and they're all here on my floor waiting while I rearrange them. I I don't know (laughs) because so many are coming in. I'm like, maybe I'll just use the cart for the ones that come in every day and I'll leave these on the floor. I don't know what I'm doing. So that looks nice. This is a mess. So (laughs) don't look over there. We're going to keep it in this little square of Zoom and (laughs) where it's carefully, you know, Organized. This is my curated space. This is my yeah. curated space. Don't look left. Don't look right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's my other question is, okay, so you get all these books delivered to you because you don't do ebook. Do you do ebook? I or prefer, do you just do? I, I'll look at them and if I like them, I would like to get the hard copy. Like okay. I'll skim it and if it looks good, I want to get the hard copy. Also because I forget. Like if I don't have them in front of me and I do a lot of like Stack. recommending for different things and I, I need it like here so I can pick the pile and I just need mm-hmm. to see it. So I understand. Yeah, that makes sense. And so when you get all these books, you, you, are you, you must be running out of space at this point. I, I think surely your shelves are full. Do you pass them on to friends? Do you donate them to the library? What are you doing with all of those? Or do you just live with stacks of books around your, your house? <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, my son was like, I would like to have a book room of my own. And I was like, oh, yeah? And he's like, but I don't want any other furniture. I was like, why don't you just make your bedroom into a book room? We'll just put in more books, you know? And he was like, no, I want to have it without a bed. I don't want to sleep there. I was like, okay. He's like, can we look around the apartment? I was like, I promise you there's no big empty room where you can have an extra room of books. Um, I was like, why don't you share my room of books? But anyway, yeah. he's like, no, you're always working in there. So a lot of books I have donated to a library. I donate to the East Hampton Library when I'm out there in the summertime and whatever. So I drive up like big stacks and they take them. I've donated them to Housing Works has a store that would take donations. So I used to donate a lot to them. When I had events, I used to take all my extra copies and put them like literally on the floor in the living room and be like, if anybody wants any of these books, just take them. And yeah, sometimes I did like giveaways, but not that often because I don't want people to know which ones I'm giving away. Although sometimes it's just because I have multiple copies. I don't know. You have any good ideas? 
No, I don't. Maybe artwork. You could turn them into artwork of some kind. Mm. Okay. Or you could give them to, I don't know, what is it I just saw? There's like prisons and stuff, but they're really particular about the topics that can go to prisons, like yeah. women's prisons or something like that. But no. It's remarkably hard to give books away, especially because a lot of them are advanced reader copies. They're not like regular books. So it's harder than I thought. Well, and like for instance here, like our library, they're always full. Like their bin Mm -hmm. is always full and they're just like, we're so good. And then I end up, They'll have a they'll have a sale every year. Usually before COVID, they did they'd have a sale, and it was like every book was like anything from fifty cents to two dollars. And so my kids would go and we'd get a big bag, you know. And I'm like, whatever you want, they would end up buying the books that I had donated. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you guys, that was our book. We gave you said you were done with that book. (laughs) So so funny. So I I don't know. So the library is kind of a scam now. I think donating to the library because I just buy it back. But I don't know. Yeah, it's so hard. I. I don't get as many. I've been I've been better about asking for e-copies just because unless it's a book I really really want, but and then I can d- put it out. I have a room like that I have bookshelves like all over the walls and I can put it in there, but it's getting really full. So and I I saw this um I saw this lady on TikTok the other day doing math about like how many books she can read in a day versus, you know, how many years she has left in her life and how oh, many wow. books she has and how many books she has in her to be read by. And she's like, I'm not going to get through them all. Oh, <laughs> I, was no. like, and I was like, no. And so I don't like to think about that either. I can't throw away a book and I can't, I don't know. And I can't turn down a book. I feel like either, you know, if someone's, you know, we have all these little libraries and if I, I stop at all of them, the little free libraries, do they do that in New York? Do you guys have those? No, but I've seen them in California. Yeah. Yeah. So we have these like little free libraries everywhere and you just open the door and you're supposed to leave a book and take a book. And so I always leave people I want to punch in the throat because, you know, always be closing. And then I you know, take you a book. You market at sales. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. So. Why not? You know, I've got, I got, I got boxes of those, so I got to give those away, but yeah, but I always like walk away with all these books and I'm just like, Oh, I love this author. Oh, I don't have this book yet. So it would be really hard for me to turn them all down and, and get rid of them. So I don't really have any advice for you. No, sorry. I I really, publishers have gotten much better since the pandemic. They won't like randomly send them like they used to. It's only Mm -hmm. on request. So the books that are coming in are generally ones that I'm probably going to do. Or I'm, or I was really thinking seriously about doing and decided not to. So yeah, that's good. That's good. So what are you doing? What are you working on now that nobody knows about? Like, what are you cooking up next? I do have something. <laughs> I knew it. Yay! But I can't really talk about it because I haven't done it yet. Okay. But I just, uh, yeah, I have this really cool thing that's coming that I'm really excited about. So. In my spare time, I just like commissioned a logo for that. I love logos. I like order logos like people order shoes. I like love them. Yeah, shoes I don't care about. Clothes I don't care about. Logos. Logos. Businesses, much more into that. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I have a logo coming and we'll see. I'll, uh, but it's, uh, I I can't talk about it yet, but I'm going to do it soon. Okay. Well, when you're ready to talk about it, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll send you an email. Excited. Okay. Yeah. Send me an email. I'll be like, it's coming. Well, because that was the other day. That's how I found out about Zippy Books because I texted you about something and you're like, hey, I'm working on something really big. Do you want to be part of it? And I was like, yeah. You're like, okay, cool. I'll let you know. <laughs> so 
I was like, sure, whatever you want, Zibby. But I think that I figured you had something you were working on, but I'm not surprised you can't talk about it. But when you can talk about it, if you could talk about it, like I assume it has something to do with books. Yes. It has something to do do with books. I mean, yeah, yes. All right. It's just another way. It's a new way I've thought of to help authors. Oh, very cool. Okay. Have you thought about doing, or maybe you already do, do you have a book club? Yeah, I do. You do. And where can I find your book club? Where it's can I join the book club? It's Virtual Book Club. And I started it during the pandemic and it meets every other Tuesday for an hour. And we have 30 minutes of discussion and then the author comes for Q&A for 30 minutes. In fact, you oh, should wow. come for Midlife Bites. I would love to. Thank okay. You. Let's yes. do that. Let's do that. Have your people call my people and okay. we'll set that up. But yeah, that'd be great. I would love that very much. When... Is your husband supportive of all this or does he think this is crazy? Oh my gosh. I w- he is my biggest fan. He is so awesome. And th- I literally don't do hardly anything without him thinking it's a good idea or, pro- you know, like he has such good instincts on everything. And I feel like we're a total team in this. Oh, that's he great. He started his own company at the at the same time. It's called Morning Moon Productions. And he's actually filming a movie now. And it's very exciting. And it's very cool. I mean, we both are like running, you know, but I'll say something and he'll be like, well, I did it this way with my team. And I'm like, oh, that's a much better idea than how I'm doing things. So then I'll start doing that. So yeah, he's he's great. Does he like to read though? He does not like to read. I actually, oh, no. if there's a book that I think he'll love that I really want him to read, I read it out loud to him. Wow. That's love right there. Do you ever – so he has a production company. He's making movies. So do you ever read a book and then you're like, hey, you should turn this into a movie? In fact, yes. He's optioned three books for my podcast. There you go. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Look at you guys. You guys are like a powerhouse. And for a guy who doesn't like to read, that's pretty cool though because then you can do all that part of it and then yep. just tell him – and then he can tell you what will make a great movie. Exactly. And then you'll make sure he doesn't ruin the book. Yeah. When, exactly. Like because you know how the movies always ruin the book? <laughs> so you can yeah. be like, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't change that. I was watching – what was it? Nine – is it Nine Perfect Strangers? Is that the one that's on yes. Hulu right now? And – I, I can't get into it. It's just – I'm just like, oh, they kind of butchered this book. <laughs> so, <laughs> I haven't watched it yet actually to be honest. Well, I just – yeah, I'm having a hard time with it. But I'm going to get there. I'll get there. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. So, okay. And – well, Zibi, this has been really great and I'm so happy you came on and told us all your deep, dark secrets. Well, actually, you didn't tell me your big secret. But when the big secret is ready, please It's not that big a deal. I don't want to blow it out of proportion. It's not like as big as my publishing gummy. It's just a little thing, but it is something I'm working on. Well, if it has its own logo, then to me, it's a big deal. Like I had to get a logo for this podcast and I had not – I don't even have a logo for people out of punch in the throat. So (laughs) (laughs) – Everyone just keeps giving me fists and I don't want a fist. So I got to find something else. So if you're a person who can do logos, let me know because I don't like the logos that people keep I have a me. resource for you if you're interested. I will I will email you. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Because I need, I, I just don't like the logos that people are coming up with. They're not interesting enough for me, which is weird because I'm not a creative person. You have to go on 99designs and do a contest. Did you yes, do that? I did that. And, and that's where- Mm-mm. But oh, you know no. what? That's where I found my – so my cover designer, Jake, he does all my self-published books and I found him there with my very first one and he's amazing. Like he totally gets me, but 
he still can't. He's not. He's a really great cover artist, but he he can't get the logo down, and huh. so I got to find a logo guy or girl, a logo person, please. So I don't know. Well, anywho, nothing about my logos. God. All right, Zivi, thank you so much for coming on. This was really fun. Where can everybody find you and follow you and see all the books that you recommend? Follow me on Instagram, and thank you for doing your rabbit hole experience. <laughs> <laughs> at Zibby Owens, Z-I-B-B-Y-O-W-E-N-S, or go to zibbyowens.com and it has everything there. All right. And what about Zibby Books? Zibby Books is there too? Zibby Books is under Zibby Owens. This was the big debate, but anyway, it's a page on my other site at the moment. Um, okay. You can also access it by just going to zibbybooks.com. And can we pre-order the memoir yet? No, not yet. I know okay. I shouldn't have talked about it so much. But if you follow no. me, I will be telling you all about it. And the moment you can pre-order, I will let you know. <laughs> there you go. And you can always follow any author you like on uh, Amazon because they will always email if somebody's got somebody new coming out. I so, am on Amazon. You can follow me there. Yeah. So you can follow her there. And then that way – but then you can pre-order it from anywhere you want to. So, But I should say I have a book coming out November 2nd called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. And it's an anthology. And you can – you can order that now. Pre-order that now. There you go. Yeah. Moms don't have time to have, have kids. kids. Mm-hmm. Moms don't have time to have kids. So pre-order that one now and get that one in November. Yep. And that one will tide you over until the memoir can come out. Well, actually, so. then I have a children's book coming out in April called Princess Charming. You should get that one too. Yeah, that you can Princess pre-order. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like everything I've always wanted. I like am overwhelmed. It's just amazing. You're living the dream, Zibby. Riding You're the wave living- until it comes crashing down. I'm just going to ride it. <laughs> You're living the dream, and that's all you can do. Just keep going. I love it. So this was really fun. Please check out her podcast, especially if you were a reader. You will want to listen to her podcast. She just she interviews everybody, and she's just really great. And I'm, inter- I'm interviewing you soon, right? We have that on the calendar, I hope. December. December. Okay. December. Enough. All right. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, and I get to hang out with you in December. I'm coming to visit you. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So don't forget that, please. It'll be awkward when I knock on the door and you forget that I'm coming. But I will not, but yes. (laughs) We'll circle back on that. (laughs) All right. Well, fingers crossed that COVID allows us to do all that. And but hopefully I'll see you in December. But if nothing else, I'll be on your podcast in December. So thank you again. And I will talk to you later. Goodbye. Bye, Jen. Thanks for listening and subscribing to No Pants Required with Jen Mann. Don't forget to follow me on social media and subscribe to my newsletter at jenmanwrites.com. My newest book, Midlife Bites, Anyone Else Falling Apart or Is It Just Me? will be out in January, but it's available for pre-order everywhere books are sold. <music>